Folks, have you checked out the Irish History Podcast shop recently? Right now, I have a sale of 30% off everything when you use the code SALE30. So go to irishhistorypodcast.ie forward slash shop and get 30% off everything when you use the discount code SALE30. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Irish History Podcast. My name is Finn Dewar, and this episode is having the crack in medieval Ireland. Over the years, lots of you have gotten in touch saying that the show can be focused on very depressing topics. And I get that. War, famine and invasion certainly feature heavily. So this week's show is on the history of fun and in particular what constituted fun and pastimes in medieval Ireland. Now this isn't the show that I thought I'd be releasing this week. Lots of you are probably expecting that episode on World War II ration diets. But things have been a pretty crazy on my end over the last few weeks. At the moment I'm busy preparing what's going to be a nine episode series about a murder in pre-famine Ireland that comes out in mid-June. It's an absolutely engrossing story that's actually taken years of research in the background, tracing a very normal seeming family who are at the centre of one of the strangest murders of the 19th century. It's a deep dive into prisons, true crime and sex in Victorian Ireland. But to get this series right, I want to record the entire thing before I release the first episode. So that's created a bit of a bottleneck in terms of production. So I wasn't able to get that World War II episode finished either. Now, while that has thrown my schedule off, my eagerly anticipated return to five-a-side football last Friday also has had an impact. After a 20-year hiatus, I had the predictable result of tearing my calf after about three minutes. So I've been also hobbling around for the last week. So that's also thrown a spanner into the works. Anyway, that episode on World War II diet will be out next week. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to be talking today about what people did for fun in medieval Ireland. This is based off a chapter on my book called Life in Medieval Ireland. You can find that in the shop at irishhistorypodcast.ie forward slash shop. But today's topic is something that I'm interested in because it's not something we think about very often. If I asked you what the first thing you think of in terms of the Middle Ages, it's probably going to be violent battles, men in armour, waving swords, or perhaps witches. Maybe if you're into your social history, you might be intrigued by things like the shockingly low life expectancy of the age. 
Now, all this creates an impression that everyone was basically busy dying all the time. I think it's fair to say that the words of, say, a man like Thomas Hobbes, when he described a world of continual fear and danger of violent death and the life of man as solitary, poor, nasty, brutish and short, embody what many people think of in terms of medieval history. Now, there is a grain of truth in that, in that life was, at times, very violent. For example, if you lived in the early 14th century in Ireland, there's no question things were getting worse and more violent as each year passed by. The Gaelic Irish, who had been dispossessed by the Norman invasion, were attacking and burning settlements with increasing frequency. This created the very real threat that it was possible if you lived on frontier settlements, you might wake up in the black of night by the sounds of screams to find your home under attack. However, even in a world like this, people were able to have fun. Obviously, central to having fun is free time, and contrary to what you might expect, our medieval ancestors probably had far more free time than we do today. Indeed, I'm pretty certain that you work probably far longer than your average medieval peasant. For example, the vast majority in medieval society, the peasantry, worked in agriculture. Their calendar wasn't shaped by a working week of 9 to 5, Monday to Fridays, but instead was heavily structured around the seasons. So during the harvest season, they worked really hard, while in winter they had far less to do. Now, while peasants are a wide and varied bunch and there's historians out there throwing their eyes to heaven with these generalisations, there's no question, though, that working life in the Middle Ages left many in Anglo-Norman Ireland with relatively large amounts of spare time. And that's really important when we talk about having fun. I just want to get across the point that people certainly did have the time to have fun. We can find evidence of this just in passing mentions in medieval records. For example, in 1338 in Dublin, the weather was exceptionally cold that year. You had really hard frosts and snows, so much so that the River Liffey itself completely froze over. And that's a really rare occurrence. Now, to mark this really unusual weather event, the city's population had a festival of sorts on the ice. And the monks in St Mary's Abbey, which overlooked the river, recorded how medieval Dubliners and I'm quoting from a translation of a medieval source here, leaped and danced. And then they go on to say that they made fires of turf and wood on the ice where they broiled herrings. Dangerous as all this sounds, the frozen Liffey also supported what was called a game of ball at the time. While few details of that specific game survive, we know that sports were really popular in the Middle Ages. One of the earliest recorded games of football, for example, that I came across, dates from the early 14th century. This match was played on St John's Day, which was an important feast day in late June and a major event in the medieval calendar. Now, this game was probably part of wider celebrations to mark the occasion. While there's little doubt that the one that I'm going to talk about was one of dozens, perhaps hundreds, taking place across Ireland that day, our knowledge of this specific game at a place called Newcastle Lions survives because of an unfortunate incident that took place. So we know that the game of football was taking place when the ball came in the direction of a certain John McCorkin, who was only watching the match with his friend William Bernard. But when the ball came in their direction, the two of them chased after it. Unfortunately, this being the 14th century, John McCorkin carried a knife with him. And when he clashed with his friend William, 
he, and now I'm going to quote again, this time from a medieval court case, it says that John wounded William in the upper part of his right leg with a knife which pierced its sheath and so injured William. Now this accident aside, this game highlights the fact that life in medieval Ireland wasn't an endless story of violence and oppression. It stands to reason that when they had the chance, people were going to enjoy themselves in much the same way as we would today. And while football was popular, we know that the Norman colonists in the 14th century also appeared to have played a game of hurling or possibly hockey. Historians disagree on what exactly this game was. It appears to have been very popular, however, because in the 14th century, in a series of laws known as the Statutes of Kilkenny, one of these outlined the problems the authorities had with a game, and I'm quoting again here, which men call hurlings, played with great sticks and a ball upon the ground, from which great evils and maims have arisen. Now, as I said, historians are divided on what exactly this game was. It might have been a medieval form of hockey or possibly the Gaelic game of hurling. Hurlings, whatever it was, wasn't the only sport to be banned in the 14th century. Indeed, another sport similar to bowling was also banned by the authorities at the time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Alongside sports, people also enjoyed what we might call outdoor pursuits. Indeed, this is not surprising at all because while medieval cities were smaller than modern cities, they were far more cramped and smelly. Unsurprisingly, there are several references to people enjoying festivities or playing in the fields outside of cities, escaping the pungent aromas of cesspits, rotting food and body odour of thousands of people in the height of summer can have been no less enjoyable than escaping a modern city is today. As usual, we get our records though from when such activities went wrong. In 1209, for example, such an event was recorded when scores of Dubliners were killed at Collinswood, that's modern-day Ranelagh, while enjoying a festival in what would have then been the countryside after it was attacked by the Gaelic Irish. Now, while most of the medieval pastimes that I've mentioned so far were pretty wholesome and healthy, the people of the Middle Ages, just like us, enjoyed many unhealthy pastimes as well. Going to the local pub was very popular at the time, Taverns and inns are frequently mentioned in medieval records. In 1367, for example, the Archbishop of Dublin, Thomas Minnes, complained that people did not engage in religious activities on feast days, but instead spent the days, in his words, in taverns and drunkenness and other illicit acts of pleasure. Unfortunately, in a world where people carried weapons such as knives and swords as a matter of course, Socialising in a, in a heavily inebriated state could have dangerous consequences. 
For example, at a court sitting in 1300 in Kilmallock in County Limerick, the justiciar heard how a man called Hugh de Mora drew his sword in a tavern and struck a woman wounding her on the head before another man called Martin Cadigan brought him to task. Although the case is ambiguous, it appears that Hugh may have been drunk in drawing his sword and had accidentally struck the woman. There was no such ambiguity about the man who brought him to task, however. He maimed Demora with his axe in response. While entertainment and pastimes no doubt provided relief during what was often a harsh existence, the all-pervasive violence that permeated through society also heavily influenced pastimes in the form of archery and hunting. Archery, for example, was a common pastime amongst the poorer sections of the population. In February in 1311, for example, another court case revealed how shepherds practised archery to hone a skill that would obviously be very important to them and potentially even save their lives at some point. Unfortunately, on the occasion that led to the court case in 1311, a certain Mabilla was sitting near the shepherds as they practised their archery. When they asked her to move, she refused, so they resumed their practice, regardless of the threat posed to her safety. The result was all too predictable. One of the shepherds, John Clement, struck Mabilla in the head with an arrow, which was caught by the wind and blown in her direction. Despite the fact they were using a blunted arrow, the wound was fatal. The aristocracy took martial pastimes to a different level entirely. Aside from jousting tournaments, Hunting was a far more common pursuit for the wealthier in society. There are several references to deer parks and hunting grounds in medieval records. These were vast lands that no one else was allowed to hunt in without the permission of the relevant noble, which ensured a plentiful stock for them to hunt from. Hunting, while it may have produced food, was far more focused on martial rituals involved in chasing and killing beasts. Now, while these more violent forms of medieval pastimes have thankfully waned and become increasingly obsolete, the medieval interest in performance and drama has one that has not only survived the test of time but arguably become even more popular. The medieval world was, after all, one with scarcely any media, let alone a mass media or social media, so poetry and stories were highly popular. Naturally, these reflected the world they were composed in, so songs such as The Maid in the Moorland recounted women's understandable frustrations about being married to men who could be twice their age. Likewise, in an era that glorified war, the subject also found its way into the poems of the age. One of the earliest surviving epics from Anglo-Norman Ireland, commonly known as the Song of Dermot and the Earl, is a story that retells the conquest of Ireland by Strongbow and his Anglo-Norman followers. Now, while these might just seem like poems or stories today, they were the television, radio or YouTube of the medieval era, filling the void on dark winter nights. Public performances of drama also entertained people in the medieval world and, like our contemporaries, playwrights of the era tried to analyse the world as it happened around them. The earliest surviving text from Anglo-Norman Ireland that was the basis of a theatrical performance seems to have been The Pride of Life, which originates from around 1350, possibly written after the Black Death in a period in which people were only too well aware of their own mortality. This drama tries to give structure to a chaotic world in which people were suffering immensely. The play, unsurprisingly, has really strong themes of immortality, mortality and the afterlife. 
Now, hopefully from this, you're getting an impression that entertainment is really as old as human history itself. And rather than being squeezed out when times get tough, people often want fun and entertainment to get them through difficult and challenging times. Now, that's where I'm going to leave this episode, folks. It was short, but I guess it's better than nothing. Next week, I will finally be back and able to report in on what a World War II ration diet is like. Until then, Sloan. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.